Prayer is the most powerful practice that you can ever engage in. My friend, without prayer, we will all surely fail at life, but with prayer, we will overwhelmingly triumph. You know, when we're tired, we should pray. When we're discouraged, well, we should pray. I want you to know that I'm praying for you today as we finish this series, Never, Never, Never Give Up, which has been a Bible study on the book of James. This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. James asks us a great question. In James chapter 5, verse 14, he says, Is any among you sick? Is anybody listening today sick? Are you dealing with an infirmity or an illness or a disease, an infection, an injury in your body? Or perhaps you love someone who deals with that issue. Perhaps you know someone who does. What is God's will when we're sick? What would God have us do when we're in a place of pain physically? James answers his own question with the wisdom of heaven. James says, is any among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. I want to tell you something today. I believe in doctors. I absolutely do. But I believe in prayer more. I believe in taking medication. I absolutely do. But I believe in prayer more. I believe in surgery and in stitches and in transplants and in casts and in insulin, but I believe in prayer more. You know what I believe at the core of me? I believe that all medicine is one of the good gifts from God. Do you? Remember James 1.17? Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. I believe that. But this is what I also believe. I believe that God has more power to heal than do Harvard-educated physicians and state-of-the-art medical treatments. God is the perfect healer. So when you're sick, along with making doctor's appointments, going to WebMD, and searching out specialists, which I think you should do, and I would do if I were ill, don't ever forget or underestimate the power of praying, of asking the elders and the pastor of your church to come and anoint you with oil. Do it the way the Bible says to do it. One of the most astonishing verses to do with our um, focus on God during times of illness comes from 2 Chronicles 16, 12. Let me read to you what King Asa did when he was ill. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa developed a disease in his feet, and his disease became increasingly severe. Yet even in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but only the physicians. 
I want to ask you a question because we're going to go for the guts of this matter. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We're going to look at the hard parts of healing. I believe that healing is one of the mysteries today. And, and so I just want to ask you a question. How many of you have been prayed for or prayed for someone and seen a definite improvement or total healing? I know that I know that I know some of you have experienced that. I've experienced it in my own body. When the doctor said, you will never carry a child, I carried three more. When my doctor said, you will never get pregnant, you don't have what it takes to get pregnant, I got pregnant. It was a miracle. I have a daughter whose vision was so horrible, the doctor said she was nearly blind for all practical purposes. A 12-year-old friend prayed for her, and she was miraculously healed. And her eyesight is now better than 2020. Some of us have experienced this miracle of prayer. Let me ask you this. How many of you have been prayed for or prayed for someone and not experienced a healing? That's me too. I have a friend who's battling cancer. I've prayed for her for years, and she has not been healed yet. Emphasis on yet. This is what I want to say to you. Pray again and again and again. Draw near to God. Worship him whether you're healed immediately or not. Remember Job, who built a life on the character and the covenant of God, and strengthen yourself while you wait for the healing. I don't have all the answers about healing as to why some people are healed and why others are not, but this is what I do know. The Bible is true, and I will obey it and pray in faith. I know that Jesus is my healer and that by the stripes on his beautiful back, I have been healed. Past tense. And I know that until my healing is manifested in the flesh, I'll keep worshiping and I will keep declaring the word of God. And you know what? Someday I'm going to see you in heaven because we're all going there. Some of us sooner than others And what a day that will be. And all of our lives, whether we live 40 years or 110 years, are a vapor. They are a valuable vapor. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So don't ever stop praying for the people that you love. Don't ever stop praying for healing, keeping your eyes on Jesus Get a scripture, declare it, pray it, memorize it. Be patient, endure well. I love this verse that James calls us to at the very end of his incredible book in the Bible. The effective prayer of a righteous one can accomplish much. Listen, I could spend eight weeks on this incredible verse And yet I only have five minutes, but let's spend the last five minutes lingering on this call to prayer by James, the brother of Jesus. One thing that I've learned in my study of the book of James is that James had a nickname. He was called Camel Knees. 
James, the brother of Jesus, was called Camel Knees because he had knelt and prayed so long that his knees had developed thick calluses on them. Oh, that I would be known as Camel Knees. What a compliment to this brother of Jesus, the Son of God. I want to tell you today that your prayers never go unnoticed by God. Never. God listens to his children when they pray, always. God never ignores the prayers of the faithful men and women of God from every generation. He always hears our prayers, always. And you can trust your prayers to his merciful and to his compassionate heart. One of my favorite quotes concerning prayer is this. You don't have to be good at prayer to get God's attention. You just have to mean it. Wow, that encourages me because sometimes I don't feel good at it. But listen, I snuggle down into his presence knowing that I serve a God who inclines his ear. He bends down over the gates of heaven to listen to me when I pray. Praying always takes you into his presence and out of your human pain. Praying delivers you out of your human thinking and into his divine possibilities. Your prayers get the job done. They do, they do, they do. The effective and fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. So pray away, my friend, camel knees. James 5, verses 17 through 18. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produced its fruit. If you doubted prayer before, let me remind you about Elijah. He prayed and it didn't rain for three and a half years. And then he prayed again and it poured rain and the earth became productive and vibrant. The last words of James, the grand finale, the power climax to a letter of practical application is found in James chapter 5 verses 19 and 20. My brethren, if any among you strays from the truth and one turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. James is saying, your life is about reaching others. Your life is about living your life in such a way so that somebody else's life is changed for all eternity. If you want to know what your life is about, your life is about making hell smaller and heaven bigger because you were alive at this time in history. How do we do this? How do we turn a sinner from the error of his ways? Well, if we could just review for a minute by not judging him, by providing for him, by praying for him, and by letting this person see the gospel in action in our life, by speaking only words of encouragement and kindness to him and about him, by not judging him.
by refusing to fight and quarrel, and by being a person of wisdom that has come from above. What James is saying to you today is that hell will get smaller and heaven will get bigger because of the power in your life. Because you were alive at this time in history, you have the capacity to change someone else's life for all of eternity. Listen, you better never, never, never give up reading the book of James or applying its wisdom to your life because there's a world out there that will give up unless they see Jesus, the brother of James, alive in your life today. In closing, because we've learned the power of the tongue, I'm going to make some declarations and I pray that you will say them after me. I will never, never, never give up trying to make an impact for Christ during my days on earth. I will never, never, never give up putting a bridle in my mouth. I will never, never, never give up worshiping Jesus when I am cheerful. I will never, never, never give up praying when I am sick and when I am suffering. I will never, never, never give up to remember the great heroes of the faith who went before me. I will never, never, never give up being a doer of the word and not a hearer only. I will never, never, never give up strengthening myself in the Lord. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.